On today's episode, we go straight for the heart. I was blessed to meet two incredible individuals that both run companies, but also put on events and run nonprofits that help spread joy for children who are in long-term hospital care. And they told me about an event they were doing, a fundraiser they were doing. And I was like, I need to talk to you. I need to have you on the podcast. And we need to help spread the message of this incredible organization. And so on today's podcast, I talked to Josh and Shalane, which is part of this foundations. They have spread the joy, do wicked good, spread wicked joy. And we talk about the difference they're making in the world, how they're helping children, how they're incorporating behaviors to help children spread joy through some of the darkest times in their life. Plus, the podcast is riddled with lessons for entrepreneurs, like from uh, I want to do a fundraiser to it coming to fruition in six weeks as a part-time job with some of the biggest support ever. We talk about why. We talk about alignment. We talk about principles on how to live your life. We talk about resiliency, and there's a lot of a lot of parts in here. And this one's very near and dear to my heart. So I ask you in the podcast a few times to help them spread the word, and that's just sharing their Instagram and following them and knowing that they have helped almost 20,000 children that are in long-term hospital stays have better experiences and spread joy. And so this one's inspiring, it's empowering, and I can't do it any more justice. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good, because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George show. And today I can now say that I have the distinct honor and privilege to have these two guests. We probably should have hit record 23 minutes ago, but we were all deciding to become best friends before we did it. So you guys know I have a soft spot. I prioritize relationships over everything. And kids have a very soft spot in my heart as a father and somebody who grew up without a really good family system. And so when I found out about what we're going to talk about today, I was like, we need to have a show. We need to talk about it. We need to educate people and we need to start supporting these organizations. So today I am joined by Josh and Shalane, and they are up to incredible things in the world, helping children in long-term hospital stays, have things to do, packing boxes, providing resources, and doing a whole lot of, for lack of better terms, fucking good in the world that we need. And I was like, please come on the show. We need to talk. We need to spread the good message. And so that's why I have today. So Josh and Shalane, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us, George. You're welcome. So I'm going to, I'm going to start for some context. So just so everybody understands right before I hit record, I was like, give me the whole story. And uh, I was like, wait, we should record this on a show. And so before we get into the context of how you got there, um, Josh, can you do me a favor? Can you do a quick overview of like, do Wicked Good, which is your company, and then the event that you're putting on so that we can tee up Shalane and about what her organization is. Absolutely, because this, in the end, is all about what Shalane is doing and what she started. So what I'm doing is just putting together the people that need to be together. So Do Wicked Good uh, started at the beginning of the year, end of January. Um, I have a bunch of communities that I've done some philanthropic work with before, and we were raising a, a ton of money, but in small communities, regional communities. So 
I took that success in, in fundraising background uh, to create Do Wicked Good. And we were going to be a RRA company that is going to help nonprofit organizations reach a different level of fundraising. Uh, I felt a lot of nonprofits could do galas and golf tournaments, but there's some other additional fundraising that could be done and, and we could help bring that to the table along with the fact that we've got a good message in our name and, and do wicked good inspires people. And that community likes to give back naturally. So we want to bring them all together through our message of, of do wicked good. Don't just do good, do wicked good. And, and with that, I, I, I through networking met, uh, spread the joy foundation and, and eventually she, uh, Sheena and Shalini. And we put together a, a spread wicked joy event that's coming up in September. Yeah. And you know, there's a soft spot in my heart for the word wicked, right? Like I don't get to hear it that often anymore, but growing up in Boston, when it comes out, I'm like, I've been using that word a whole lot more recently. I was like, why do you keep saying wicked? I'm like, oh, it's like a reminder of my roots. So like, I'm, I'm totally like endowed to the movement of do wicked good. And so, all right, now that we got that, we got do wicked good, uh, spread the joy event. Shalane, can you give us, before we get into your story and how you went from lawyer to CEO, mom, and all that fun stuff. Like what is Spread the Joy? Where did it come from? Why do you guys exist? And what magic do you create in the world? We bring joy to the world. We bring wicked joy to the world. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I absolutely love what we do. And I just want to thank you, Wicked Good, and yourself, George, because without these partnerships, it's not possible for us to do what we do. And what we do in the most simplest form is we bring surprise joy to children in vulnerable settings, and that's in the hospital setting. So it's this unexpected box of joy that we send to hospitalized children when they're there. It's a very difficult moment in their life, and we want to start changing the narrative of that moment. Um, so we surprise them with our joy boxes. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the big crux of what we do. And our why, my why is very, very personal, is because I was surprised with a gift when my daughter was in the hospital, we spent almost four years in and out of the hospital when she was a little baby. Um, and I just realized, I just realized immediately the effect that this little act of kindness could have on this situation that you're in. And I realized how easy it was. And I realized how inexpensive it was. And I realized this is an incredible business model. This doesn't cost a lot of money. And there's a huge return on this investment because the amount of joy that you're bringing to this family in need at that moment. And that's when I started doing a lot more of this very, very simply, like, you know, just on my dining room table. Um, and then now it's a full-fledged organization with a board and we service over 240 hospitals, like clockwork around the country. I love it. So you basically, and and now would be a perfect time to dive into your story. So I'm, I'm going to lead you a little bit, but I'm, I'm going to let it unpack. So your daughter was in a long-term hospital stay, which, you know, we all know I spent 13 months in a hospital and been through that, which is a very kind of sterile, cold transactional in nature, no matter how much love is brought into that space. And you were helped because your daughter had some joy. You were given joy when she was there. She got out of the hospital and then you started the foundation. Is that kind of how that worked? Yeah. Yes and no, a little bit. It kind of happened in steps. So my daughter had was born with a one in a million immune disorder. Um, and actually it's one in a billion. I don't even say that because people won't believe wow. me. But she was born with this incredibly rare immune disorder. And we lived a very typical kind of life thinking nothing could ever touch you. Me and my husband's were attorneys at Princeton, you know, white picket fence. We had everything but the dog, you know. Um, and then boom, life decides to show up. 
And she was born immediately within eight months. We were, she was diagnosed with this really rare disease, which forced us almost for the first four years of her life, like her early infancy, to be in and out and in and out and in and out of the hospital. And when we were there, I, I discovered this entire field called child life services. Um, I don't know, George, how old you were when you were in the hospital, but these are people who are, their job is mainly focused on making sure a child can be like a child in the hospital setting or play. But they weren't only like, play they, they had therapy as well like whatever they chose with their play was to build confidence or to build resilience in children and i've never seen this before so i was blown away i was like oh my god these people know what they're doing i'm just gonna listen to them and i remember like trying to find them in the hallway and just bringing them in whenever they could, they could get them because i knew the good that they were doing with my daughter and then i left the hospital vowing to help them i felt like they were the unsung heroes in the hospital setting and what I would do in the beginning was just to buy like huge quantities of things, which I knew they needed their supplies and just donate it to them. So, you know, like when Target has its back to school sales, they have markers, which are like 50 cents. So I'd buy suitcases of markers, like clean out all my targets and drop them off. And just to give you the context, a child, when they have an IV in, it's much easier for them to color with a marker than a crayon, but they always get donated crayons. So all these little tips and tricks, I learned them because of the amount of time we sent there. Uh, and then I started importing because <laughs> it got expensive. So like I knew like the paints and all these, I started importing these items in. And then I put them in a box one day and I said, okay, we're going to deliver this box to the hospital. And it was, a, it was because I was so grateful we were home for Christmas. We had spent Halloween in the hospital, Diwali in the hospital, back to school in the hospital. So I was like, God, just let me get home for Christmas and spend Christmas with my kids. So when we were home for Christmas, I remember my son telling me, Mama, what about the kids that are in the hospital? Santa going to know that they're there. Um, and I was just really quick on my feet. And I said, you know what? I got an email from the North Pole today. And he said that we're Santa's helpers and we're supposed to make boxes from the North Pole. And my son's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, and I'm printing out these certificates from the North Pole. And my son being the son of two attorneys is like, there's some IP issues here. I don't think you're allowed to print North Pole from the house printer. And I'm like, no, 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 we're allowed, we're allowed. You know, and, you know I showed up the email from the North Pole. And we, that was the first joy box ever. We brought Christmas. We bought like these Christmas packages from the North Pole and delivered them to the hospital, almost like as, as a symbol of gratitude that we were there, but also to remember those that were in the hospital. Um, you know, we got to go home just in time for Christmas, but we wanted to send a package to like our neighbors and stuff that were there. So that was the first joy box. And the truth is, George, it was very selfish why I continued. It made me feel good. It made my husband feel good. It made my son feel good. And all the trauma we had been through, we were connecting and finding ourselves again through joy. So we did it the next month. The next month we did January-based boxes. And February we did in March. And, and then it just grew and grew and it grew into 501c3. And then from servicing one hospital, now we have a full import system. And we service 240 hospitals across the country. That's the Wow. <laughs> Wow. Well, I mean, I can't think of anybody better as like living through it. I was in the hospital as an adult, but uh, one of our dear friends, um, very similar story. Her son Kicker was diagnosed with a very rare form of cancer at a very young age and um, ended up in and out of hospitals until she started a nonprofit to help families in the hospital. But I always remember we would go visit them and we would go see them. And the more food and toys and things that we brought in, the better they were, the happier they were. And it helped a ton. And I, I think the people that go through those situations are the best ones to 
kind of create a change because, you know, I, I think there's two sides of it. There's the side on the hospital side, which is a business, right? And it's, it's a machine. And yes, healthcare is there. But, you know, when we think about it without people like you who are thinking about like how to change that experience and give it something, then they leave with this trauma. And you said something before we recorded about uh, helping a child rather than fixing an adult. And I think that like going right to the spot of the trauma and creating a moment of joy and a moment of meeting and a reminder of something greater than their current circumstances is one of the greatest gifts you can give them. And, you know, truthfully, George, it's not even for us. I think I realized there was a gift in those moments in the hospital. And I, I'll never forget it. It was like we were still 13 weeks in. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, like the doctors do their rounds. And if you have the same doctor who's done around three times and they've seen you, they're like, you need to get out of here. And I remember the same doctor doing the third round. And he's like, you guys are still here. And I said, you know what? We've kind of found peace here. And what I meant by that was this was the first time in our lives that me and my husband were not working. We were not on our devices. We were not on our phones. We were really focused on our time with our daughter there. Um, and I, I feel like I discovered something called the time in. So when we think of it like as a hospital as a timeout, it's really a time in. It's a moment in time where things kind of stop. And we need to just change the dialogue. You know, like mm. the dialogue there, if we could change the thought or the dialogue, it could become a positive experience. So, so spread the joy is not only about, okay, we're giving these toys there. The way that we design it is all therapeutically backed toys. So like if you see your book, there's origami in there because it creates mindfulness. There's magic in there because it creates confidence and awe in children. And it's almost like a cheat sheet for parents. Because when you're there, you're not thinking, let me tell some jokes because it's going to like boost the endorphins of my child. But if you're there and somebody yeah. hands you back and there's jokes in there, you say them, the kid is laughing, you're gonna be like, okay, this is working. Let me do more of this. You know, it's kind of like me and we saw child life services and started running after them. Come back, come back to my room. So we're trying to like put that, give it to them. As soon as they reach the hospitals, here it is. Like, you know, if you think you go to a cruise, they welcome you and there's a chocolate on the pillow. We will, yep. our vision is every child's gonna check into the hospital and there's gonna be a joy box sitting there waiting for that. I love it. And I have a que I have a question I'll unpack with that one in a minute. But Josh, I want to come come over to you now too. And so you had this idea, the tagline, do wicked good, start an apparel company, give back. You have a background as this. And then now, what is the event that you're putting on in Boston? Like, what is it about? Because there's so many intricate parts that I love about the community, about the team, about leveraging communities and things like that. But can you give everybody an overview like of your event? kind of how you got there, where you see it going? Yeah, so I think the idea for the event only started maybe a month and a half, two months ago. I mean, it's pretty come up pretty quickly um, from conception to now. Uh, the When I first got turned on to Spread the Joy Foundation, it was watching them put up social media images and videos of these tiny packing parties in dining rooms or in driveways and garages. And that's awesome. They're doing great work, but I felt there was something bigger that could be done. And and after speaking to the the team and speaking to Sheena and Shalini, there's a lot that goes into these bigger events. Um, they've got to be sanitized and everything's got to be done in a, a specific manner. And, and there's an assembly line to this and a process. So how do we do that safely at scale um, was the first conversation we had. And how do we logistically then get enough boxes from New Jersey, which is where everything is now staged currently, uh, to Boston and, and do a bigger event there? So 
those were our first hurdles, which we overcame pretty quickly um, and landed on a number of let's do 1500 boxes with 40 people. And okay, where do we get these 40 people? Well, we're in Boston. We can easily get 40 people. But the idea then grew in my head to leverage our community of celebrities and influencers. This started because of Sheena and her ability to reach so many people and make them happy. Why not leverage that community? So I came up with some themes and we knew Gordy and, and the Gronkowski fitness crew and all of his buddies would be a team. So that was team one. Uh, we did not want Sheena and, and Trid packing because I wanted them to be able to focus on being present at the event and, and actually enjoying the event, documenting the event, going live, whatever we needed to do. So we knew right away they wouldn't be on a team. So then I needed to come up with team captains. So I needed four team captains. One was Gordy. He could put together his own team, leverage them, give them some responsibility and ownership to putting together a team that's going to raise money and pack the most boxes when it comes time for assembly day. Uh, and through some networking and, and relationship building of my own, um, was able to line up some pretty heavy hitters in, in terms of team captains. And I think we're only got like six or seven spots left on all of these rosters, but we've got uh, Greg Hill Foundation, uh, another foundation who's raised millions and millions of dollars for, for disaster families, uh, disaster relief victims. Um, Greg Hill's one of the longest running Boston area um, radio personalities. So we've got an awesome team that he's going to put together. Uh, I've got a team of influencers, people who have made a uh, made a living off of their TikToks, YouTubes, Instagram. So there's a team influencers. And let's see what money they can raise. They've got a big reach. Um, so we're going to push them. They've got some events on the side that they're running, some fitness uh, fundraisers and things that we're doing on the side as well through them. And our last team is Team uh, Dune Jewelry. Uh, Holly Christensen is another woman entrepreneur who has launched this amazing jewelry business with uh, some top-notch models. Uh, one, we're still hoping to join her team. Um, but uh, they've got a, a pretty heavy-hitting team in terms of their reach. And the ability to raise money is what I'm looking for and, and, and pushing these teams to do on their own. That leaves me time because this is my side gig. This is my side job still, right? I still work a full job, um, full-time job. So this is something that will allow me with them raising as much money as they can on their own to then work on sponsorships. And to this day, we I, I just actually signed another sponsorship today. Dune Jewelry is actually going to sponsor our merchandise. Um, so we've got Athletic Brewing, uh, who is going to sponsor the food and beverage at the event itself. We have Dune Jewelry who's sponsoring the the shirts and hats um, and things that we're going to produce. And, and we have a fundraising merchandise site going live this week. And uh, I have High Speed Daddy donating a, a whole bunch of product. Uh, George probably knows them pretty well. And <laughs> they know that company. So High Speed Daddy's on, and then uh, Tailwind Air, another awesome new company out of Boston. I don't know if you're familiar with them, George. They're uh, a seaplane, um, primarily is their their main business right now, but they also have private jets. But seaplane company, mainly between Boston and, and Manhattan, but also to the Cape and the islands and in other locations. They've donated a, a round trip um, 
flight for two people. And we're also going to uh, do a, a hotel stay as well, still to, to be determined there. So we're often running on sponsorship sides. And, and with that, the more we get there, um, the more money we we raise to cover the cost of the 1500 boxes and the logistical shipping details and everything to get them into to Boston and get them packed. And then UPS to each of the hospitals in the Boston area and the 1500 kids that will ultimately get those. So that's my goal is to cover that cost, but then exceed it and, and hand Shalini a, a check that blows her away from what she originally told me, which I think was $25,000. So, um, my goal is well over a hundred. I love it. So just for the through line, because a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show, I want to give credence to the fact that this is a side gig. You had an idea like six weeks ago, and now it's fully in execution with celebrity teens and influencers that are going to genuinely create 15 sparks of joy in kids. And it was put together because you were clear and driven. So Thank you for doing it, Josh. And I'll, I'll acknowledge you for this because I, I understand what it is and I love it. But for everybody listening, you can do it if you want to do it. And you're really clear on your why and how you get there. And so then you're going to have these four teams of like 10 and they're basically competing on who can pack the most amount of boxes. Is there a competition side to this one? I interrupt this very important podcast to give you a very, very awesome piece of news. So I know we're just about to get to a juicy part of the podcast, but I just wanted to interrupt you very shortly to officially invite you to Whitefish, Montana, October 14th through 16th for our amazing event, the Lighthouse Business Accelerator. And here's exactly why you need this to be on your radar. Whether you have a product or a service-based business, whether you're just starting out or maybe you're making five, six, or seven figures and beyond, the event is designed for you. And I can confidently say that because we're going to walk through my entire customer journey model, just like I do at my intensives for the companies I own, that you are going to have confidence and clarity in every single thing that you need to build and scale your business from landing pages, emails, branding, social media posts, all mapped out so you can confidently implement it into your business and most likely on your flight home because you're going to be so excited. We're going to be tapping into tools such as brand and color psychology with the incredible Michelle Lewis, social media domination with the queen herself, Vanessa Lau. We'll have breath work and sales motivation. And I can guarantee you that your cup will be filled when you walk away because when you walk in, we ask you exactly what you need before you leave and we deliver. This is not your typical business event and that's because it is designed based on what you need when you walk into the room. My highly dedicated team and myself will ensure that I do not let you walk out that door until you already have something and have implemented into your business and it's gonna be a party. And so I wanna get you back to regularly scheduled programming. So I will make this really easy for you in the show notes of this show. There is a link to the event, or if you're just like me, type it in your address bar. Go to mindofgeorge.com slash event, M-I-N-D-O-F-G-E-O-R-G-E.com slash event. Check out all the details. I will see you in Montana, but now let's get back to the podcast. So thank you for doing it, Josh. And I'll, I'll acknowledge you for this because I, I understand what it is and I love it. But for everybody listening, you can do it if you want to do it. And you're really clear on your why and how you get there. And so then you're going to have these four teams of like 10 and they're basically competing on who can 
pack the most amount of boxes? Is there a competition side to this one? There is a competition side. And, and we're, what we're going to do is leave a, a couple spots towards the end of those rosters that uh, will have go to people who have donated um, throughout the, the time now we have donation pages for each team. So they're racing a to raise the most money. So I've created a, a give lively page for each of the four teams that they can share their own link to and, and raise. So we, we've actually got a scoreboard that goes live on our spread wicked joy Instagram account now. Um, and I update that weekly and people can keep track of who's raising the most money. And then at the physical event on September 10th, um, we've got five hours to, to pack as many boxes as we can to, to get through the, the 1,500 boxes. We'll have live entertainment. I'm sure Sheena will probably sing a little bit. And we've got <laughs> David Ortiz's daughter, Alex, is going to be at the event. She'll probably do some singing as well. Um, and Nicole Michelle, another. We, we've got a whole bunch of artists that can, can perform while, while at the event. But the main goal is to get these assembly lines done correctly and organized and, and get these boxes packed safely. And yeah, there'll be a, a prize probably for the, the one or two individuals at the, uh, that won their way into the event to receive a, a nice prize that it was either donated or um, auctioned off that we got into the event as well. Well, you have the Gronks involved. So whether you put a competition aspect or not, there's going to be one. And so you might as well, you might as well, you might as well play into it. There's well going to be it. some intensity from that table for sure. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, even even at minus high speed daddy, because like Chris has the bags and we sent gel blasters and then we were at Gronk Beach with them. And the moment they picked him up, it's like game over. Like everything's a competition in that world. And so, you know, when there's when there's five sons and they all end up being professional athletes, no matter which way you slice it, you know, they're going to be competitive. So I love that. So just because you mentioned it, uh, I want for everybody listening, like if somebody wants to be able to support, you mentioned that you have an apparel site launching. So by the time they hear this, it'll be live. And then you have updates of teams raising fundraisers. Is the best place your Instagram for people to find like a hub of how to get that? Or where would you recommend people go, Josh? Yeah, so the the, the hub is definitely at Spread Wicked Joy and from there um, on Instagram. So at Spread Wicked Joy um, or at Do Wicked Good. Either one of those is, is constantly sharing this event, which is called Spread Wicked Joy on September 10th. Um, and, and that's taking place at Big Night Live too, which I mean, immediately came to, I, I reached out to them about a DJ. We ended up signing a contract before I even had discussions about a DJ. And and they offered the space for a very, very minimal food and beverage um, target. So kudos to Big Night Live and, and Studio B is an awesome venue um, that we're going to be able to, to host this event in. So with that, um, I think the best place for everyone right now is is at Spread Wicked Joy Instagram and at Do Wicked Good Instagram, and from there you'll you'll start to see some of the teams and and, and the links that go out through them. Start following each of the teams. Um, they're all actually pretty easy. It's all Bitly links that I have set up too. So it's Bitly slash Team Gronk, Bitly slash Team Influencers, Bitly slash Great Kill Foundation, um, and Bitly slash Team June Jewelry. So they're all pretty easy easy links that I've created for everyone. And then we have a main spread wicked joy account through bit.ly as well. So bit.ly slash spread wicked joy. Yeah, I love it. And the reason I'm asking is for everybody listening, you might not be able to make it to Boston. You might not be able to do anything, but attention is the number one commodity that we monetize these days. And the more we can help spread wicked good and wicked joy and like make people aware of this and 
I think all of us have a soft spot in our heart that like we can't ever be upset that our one Instagram share might equal three more boxes of joy for kids in long hospital stays. And so I'm going to say it very bluntly. Go fucking follow them and hit share, 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 share. And then if you're not willing to share the good, then just get off Instagram because you shouldn't be on there in the first place. But share the good. People like celebrating good. And, and so I love that. So um Shalini, so with Spread the Joy, uh, you guys have been around for a couple of years now. It's like 200 plus hospitals, like 12,000 plus boxes now going out to kids. Yeah, more than that. We have uh, 240 hospitals that we're servicing now. Our goal this year was 200. We surpassed it. We have an incredible executive team that really pushed these boxes out. Um, and in terms of the number of boxes to date, I would say we're probably closer to 15 to 20,000. In the beginning, we never used to even count it. It was just like, okay, here's another batch. Here's another batch. And now since we've got our board, they're really strict about our KPIs. <laughs> so now we have a system. I mean, every single box that goes out and which hospital it's going to, and we track the whole thing. Um, so that's about where we're at. And I think, you know, in terms of something I love to share about the organization is that we do pre and post assessment studies to make sure that we're doing the work we say we're doing. Like we think we're spreading joy, but are we really spreading joy? And how do we quantify this? Um, so we actually did pre, we worked with a, a professional who created a pre and post assessment study for the boxes as they were delivered by clinicians at the bedside of children. Um, and from the hospitals that we surveyed, which is all the hospitals we service, we send this out once a year to continually improve our product. What blew me away was that the boxes were hundred percent clinician recommended. Um, so every person who had delivered a box saw the joy and the increase that it created in the atmosphere to delivering that. And the second thing is it came back as a 91% increase in the psychological affect of the child pre and post receipt of a box. So, you know, for those of you who like the science and who like the data behind what we do, we love, again, what we do. And we're so grateful, you know, to these organizations and to you guys for partnering with us because we just, we're like, this, we're the geeks. We just want to keep sending the boxes out. The business minds there, we need the competitive families there. We need those with the big voices to spread the word so we could stay in our dining room tables and keep making boxes. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say that you're the geek. I would more so say you're like the heartbeat of what matters. <laughs> and then everybody you, else gets to support that. And so, and just so for everybody wondering, like to make this easy too, uh, their website's absolutely incredible. It's spreadthejoy.org, right? People can go. There's opportunities to volunteer. You can see the stats. You can see the science. Um, I absolutely love it. So how has, and I got to ask some personal questions. So you go from attorney to mom to now, are you still actively practicing law or is this all you're doing? No, <laughs> I don't practice law at all. Uh, basically, I run the foundation and I also okay. have my own company, um, and that's my full-time gig between, you know, everything is in the child kind of built the, the child mental health space. Um, one is through the foundation and one is through my company, but we, we always try to bring joy. Like that's our big, that's become my life's goal, you know, to just make this earth just a little bit more joyful than I inherited it. And, you know, well, and I love, I love the entrepreneur side of you as well, because like that other company, like you were telling me before, um, you guys basically create toys and experiences that help develop children deeper than just like selling a toy. So you integrate like cognitive behavioral therapy and thinking about their growth and all of that. So just because I have to, and a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this and I love the whole story and congratulations on your set in Target. And now everybody can go get these in Target, but can you talk about 
that company as well, because I know there's some correlation, but I love the whole story. Yeah, they both kind of reverse it in the same place. And it's literally me on my cell phone in a hospital bedroom. think there's got to be a better way to do this. Uh, and, you know, I always say I had my daughter in one hand and my cell phone in the other. And that's how both the companies were born. The foundation, as I mentioned in the beginning, was almost like as my, I, I almost see as the foundation was the window out of my own head. You know, like I was stuck mm. in my own head and my daughter was diagnosed. Our life had just changed. And just doing this work and giving back got me out of my own head. And then when I quickly saw the effect that um, doing joy, like in the foundation, we say joy for you, joy for me. The act of bringing joy brings joy oneself. I knew that that was a vision that we had to not only give joy to children in the hospital, but we had to give others the experience of giving joy. So that became spread the joy foundation. And I feel like once you're aligned, boom, it goes up and there's nothing else to do. And that's what happened with the foundation. It was quick. The board got formed, the distribution happened, you know, it was just like, it was all amazing. And at the same token, when I saw the success we had there, I think a big part of it was because as I mentioned, we did use CBT in the development of the products. Uh, and what I mean by CBD is cognitive behavioral therapy. And I worked with the therapist in the hospital. So I understood a lot of like why we were choosing this particular activity or why we were choosing this activity. So I actually just showed up. I said, okay, I think there's a business here. I made these boxes. You can see some of them behind me, like empty boxes. And I showed up to Toy Fair. <laughs> I got a booth pretending I knew what I was doing. And there were empty boxes. It was just a concept that was there. And the buyer from Target walked by. He says, I like where you're going with this. This is new. This is fresh. We haven't seen this ever before. Can you be ready in a year? We're going to give you an end cap. And I said, yeah, of course. I was born ready, you know. And I wasn't born ready and I killed myself, but I got it done. <laughs> <laughs> I finished it and we that's how we launched a target. They, we reset again this year with that. Um, so our company's also completely focused on, you know, building good human beings. Like how do we use toy? How do we use play in the emotional development of a child? There's like four podcasts roped into that answer, like alone, like <laughs> alignment being one of them. And you scoffed over it so fast but everything's easy when like your heart, head and belly are all aligned and you're ready to go. Yeah. Then not to mention, you're like, I'm going to, I have a why that's greater than a product and I'm going to go and I'm going to figure it out knowing I'll figure it out. Then you have the whole concept of the entrepreneurial side and generating and creating a product and getting it done to getting into like one of the hardest retail stores to get into <laughs> based on relationships and your willingness to hustle. And I love how you just like, oh, I'm just an entrepreneur and it just works and, you know, boom, boom, boom. Uh, but there's a lot of parallels in there that I I absolutely love. And and it's an incredible, incredible concept. So I, Josh, I have a question for you because like in listening to both of you, like the undertone is like resiliency, like the only option is success, right? Like that's it. And, and you're not getting off of it, right? Like you are clearly aligned to that target. And I feel like that's why everything you touch works. But Josh, you are very similar to me and you kind of like are the relationship master, even though it's like a part-time gig for you. And so how do you manage to navigate these relationships, to find these people, to get connected with them and then ensure that you can involve them in your movement? Because like, I think there's a lot of credence to what you're doing and how you're doing it. I mean, like you listen to my podcast, you DM me on Instagram and now I'm sponsoring your event. You're on the podcast. I'm making introductions and I'm like, how can I help? And I feel like there's some magical wizardry inside of that brain of yours that everybody could benefit from. So what do you think it is? What do you think the secret is? I mean, if I knew that, I probably wouldn't be sitting here. So <laughs> what is the secret? <laughs> 
Um, no, it, it's, it's I, being myself and, and just the, the passion that I have. I mean, you talk about resiliency. I, I mean, I, I lost everything four years ago, five, five years ago and in, in two hurricanes back to back living in the Virgin Islands. And mm-hmm. it, and before then I did a whole lot of fundraising and social media was early and I was like, but I'm 44 social media for me is tough. But I've always been in sales. I've always been in marketing and I've always been really good at making relationships work with people and, and, and figuring out what their why is. And, and, and I think a lot of it really, I, when, when I lived in the Virgin Islands, I did timeshare sales and never done that before. <laughs> and, and, but I had, I went from knowing nothing to the top of the line um, in a very short amount of time because I listened to what these people had to talk about and they became my friend in that 90 minute conversation. And, and I think that really changed who I was as a person um, and, and how I communicated with people because I was living there because my parents bought a timeshare and they knew how to make it work. So I just kind of relayed that to these people. Yeah, it's a big investment, but I can show you how to make it work. And, and I think understanding the why and, and, and figuring out what people's needs are, that translates into do wicked good because I find me somebody who doesn't want to do wicked good. Um, people want to feel good about themselves, especially now after the last couple of years of what everyone had to go through and, and, and the, everything else still going on in the government, people want to feel good about what they're doing. Um, and then this message was natural and I'm, I'm still looking for somebody to tell me I'm crazy other than my wife telling me to stop doing so much of this on the side. <laughs> She's my biggest believer and the biggest believer in this motion and, and, and in this movement. But it's, it's, it's crazy how much it's grown in the little amount of time just through some passion. And, and, and when I ask people for their help, when I get through to people, it's hard for them to say no. And I think the biggest hurdle was getting through to people on Instagram DM, the who is do wicked good, who is Josh Vernon, who is spread wicked joy and, and finding different ways to reach these people going to networking events. I'm going to an event tonight where we're Sheena and I had done an interview for a featured article in a magazine that magazine's being released tonight. And, and we're in that article. Um, those were relationships I made by sponsoring another foundation's, uh, golf tournament. So that I just, connect dots and, 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 and really figure out who's working within a small network. Um, we had a conversation early on in this, uh, with Sheena and Trita myself. And he's like, I know almost everyone you've got going to this event. And I was, yeah, I, I connected a lot of dots through the networks and, and people that would probably say yes to helping out because they knew others involved. And, right. and I think that's why this event specifically has, has come together so quickly and it really comes down to people just want to do good. And then it's inspiring. Um, and, and it has, and you use this word a lot too, and, and, and that ripple effect. And, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden that movement continues on. And, and that's where this came about. The idea of the, the merchandise was the more people that are wearing this, the more people start to recognize it, the more people start to do good without really even knowing what it's about. Um, so the end goal is to certainly have this everywhere. Um, but from now until then working with other nonprofits and, and, and putting to vet, together events that 
we weren't going to do this event. Uh, Spread the Joy was not going to have a packing party that was going to pack 1,500 boxes in Boston. Um, so I look at that as an opportunity for other foundations to come to do Wicked Good and and spread more joy and and, and spread their message and, and get more awareness um, and help people out and raise more money. It's almost like, Josh, uh, relationships beat algorithms or something that I don't know. Yeah, I've been I don't know. That's, that's probably why we... Yeah. Probably why Which, we started talking. <laughs> Shalane, like I trademarked the phrase relationship speed algorithms like five years ago, okay. right? And and here's what's funny for some context. Seven years ago, I was saying it and people were like, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now the phone doesn't stop ringing. Hey, uh, we burnt all these bridges. There's people on the other side of it. But Josh, I, I love it. And I, uh, you can... You can downplay yourself all you want, but like I really love like the correlation of what you're talking about is you're connecting with people, you're building relationships, but you're being proactive. You're not sitting back and waiting. And you know, to to piggyback on what Shalane said earlier, I think one of the greatest lessons for entrepreneurs, and we talk about this on the podcast a ton, is that your why has to be greater than your excuses. But the why can't be based on a result. It has to be created on a movement or something that you believe in. And and watching you embody this, I have no doubt. 90 days from now, 180 days from now, or even a year from now, we will be having a very different conversation about how the fast forward button has only increased exponentially because of that alignment. And I love that. And so Shalane, I love spread the joy. I love the for-profit side. I love the non-profit side because it's built on a movement. It's built on this shared concept that everybody can get behind at whatever level it is, which is spread joy, do good. And, And you said this earlier and and I want to give some credence to this because you said, you know, when you were in the hospital uh, and you found an outlet, it got you out of the most dangerous place that any human being or entrepreneur can live, which is in their head. Right. And you took that energy and you took that direction and you put it into something that gave you an outlet that allowed you to give it back. And, you know, I've said this before that the easiest way to get what you want is to give away what you want to get. You want to feel joy, give joy. You want to feel happiness, give happiness. And so I love hearing that. And by the way, we we became fast friends and we have a lot to do down the road, but (laughs) I feel like you embody this as like an entrepreneur. And and I can only imagine that it gets easier and easier the more boxes you give. And so I'm going to ask, because I'm like personally curious, like what are some of like your favorite moments that you've got to experience by like being in the hospital when you give the boxes or, or hearing from parents. Like I would just love to hear some of them selfishly so I can go tell my wife about it later. <laughs> I'll tell you one of my favorite stories. So just so you know, this is this is almost like a hurdle we face with the foundation. We never interfere on a family's privacy at that moment, never. But yep. like a lot of the yep. times people say, oh, can I, our kids go to the hospital and we want them? I'm like, they don't want to see your healthy children walk into the room and give them this kitty box. Yeah. You know, that's not what they want. It's always done through clinicians at the right moment at the right time, you know? Um, so our, our, our job is always in the shadows, you know, that they get, they get, they get to experience that with their families. But one of the most beautiful stories that I heard was, again, I believe genuinely in the foundation of all of this work is that you get joy by giving joy. So we encourage children in the hospital to bring joy to those around them. So like even inside of our boxes, we have a whole section that was written with a therapist uh, that's all about the the joy of spreading joy. So we have like little kindness missions that they could do in the hospital. Like they have origami in there. So like make an origami creation and send it to the child next door. Another one is like, you know, we have painting canvases or like make a painting for the person who sent your meal up for you today down to the kitchen. So we have all these little joy missions. 
And one of the hospitals called us because they said a girl that had been delivered balloons and she called them, and this was during COVID, and she called the nurse in and she said, can you take half of these balloons and send them to the child next door? And she's like, why are you uh-huh. giving away your balloons? She's like, because I read it at Bray Fox, one of my joy missions is to send a balloon to the child next door. So I thought that was such a heartwarming story. And that's what I feel about like the ripple effects, we don't know what they are. Like I said, we work in the shadows. We, we have these parties and we have a lot of fun doing this, but the actual joy that we're bringing into that setting, we don't know what it is, but that's probably one of my favorite stories that the little girl was sending her balloons to the child in the, the hospital next to her. I love that. Yeah, I um, and, and I'm like, I probably feel so soft in my heart for this because of our friends who founded Kick Cancer because I'll, I'll never forget. My daughter is 17. And my son is five. He's about to be six. And um, this was maybe five years ago. And we went and saw the kids in the hospital. And we got to see in like some of these kids, they had, you know, terminal cancer. They're four years old, five years old, and they're living in the hospital. And um, my wife and I were like, well, I'm like the bad uncle or bad parent. I like loud noises, lots of toys that are obnoxious. So we went to the toy store and we just cleaned house. <laughs> and we went in, we gave the toys away, and then we went back to visit the next day. And the kids in the hospital had basically taken everything we brought that we knew because we knew some of these children and they gave them to all the other children. They were running around the ward, like having games. And, and I'll never forget this. My daughter has to be, and if you none of my family listen to my podcast, so I can say whatever they want, but my daughter's like a fucking goddess at 17. I don't know how I got blessed or this like walking angel exists, but she was like, 12 years old. And then without prompt, she, we were having a party and we're like, you know, what do you want? And she asked everybody to either donate toys or money in lieu of her presence to every one of those kids in the hospital. And then my son does the same thing. And it's like one of the most beautiful things to witness. And it like, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. But I think at the end of the day, like what I love listening to both of you is that through this lens of like long-term hospital stays, it's kind of a forced box or Parkinson's law of this container of like, all that matters is humans. All that matters is people. And I think it's really easy in the world that we live in to get wrapped up into the narrative in the world and the media of the world and these bad taglines and things that are there, forgetting that there's human beings on the other side of these things and humanity will always win. And and, and you have an opportunity to empower these children. And some of the most formative years of their life when their paradigms are being formed and they're living in hospitals for years at a time and giving them tools to empower them and change their perspective and have gratitude and then to share that with other people like you guys are directly helping the world's leaders come to fruition with an eq and compassion and empathy and so i i absolutely love it i absolutely love it so um Couple questions uh, because I want to make sure because there's a lot of ways that people can support both of these, like an overwhelming amount of ways. And so I want to kind of like nail it down. So like Josh, from your perspective, for anybody listening, for everybody listening to this, and you have to pick one, by the way, that's my rule. If you don't stop listening to the fucking show, do good, give back. Okay, so you got to pick one. But Josh, in your bucket, like what are some of the best ways that people can support Do Wicked Good? the Spread the Wicked Joy movement, and all of those pieces. So follow 
at do wicked good on Instagram and subsequently at spread wicked joy for this event. And, and the donation page through at spread wicked joy will go directly to the spread the joy foundation. So in my bio, the link in my bio on spread wicked joy and on do wicked good takes you right to the donation page for the event itself. Um, and that's the easiest way. There'll be posts and, and stories and things to the merchandise and, and some of the other sponsors and teams and things like that. But follow Do Wicked Good, follow Spread Wicked Joy, um, and and through there, you'll find ways to to donate or buy merch that supports this event. Yeah, and then what's, do you know what the website's going to be for the merch so I can go buy some? It, um, spreadwickedjoy.soundscapemerchandise.com. Okay, so here's what we'll do. So my team is listening to this team. I will have Josh send us all the links and we will put them in the show notes. <laughs> so they're all easy, easy in one place. Um, and so, and and I do want to say this and, and Shalane, I have a question. When it comes to these boxes for kids, like how much does it cost to like make a box? Yeah, we average it at about $20 a box. It could go down to 15 okay. depending. We should, as I mentioned, we ship across the country. So a big part of the variable goes into the shipping. So like in this yeah. pricing area, could go down even to 15, uh, we could go up to 25 if we're shipping to the West Coast. So it's always in that range. We always say between 20 to 25 and we, we budget it out based on the event and you know what what the other expenses are. But that's how it is, about 15 to $20 a box. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I'll I'll give context for that in a minute. So on your side, Chalonet, because you have spreadthejoy.org, you guys are doing this event together. But I know there's a lot of people listening that are all over the world. We have people all over the world. But like, what are some of the ways that people can help support you, help support Spread the Joy, like anything, like go for it? Absolutely. I think I think what I would love for everybody, my wish for everybody would be to find their own inner joy. Like it doesn't have to be our organization. We're so excited about the work we do. We have found our purpose and our joy through giving back to children in the hospital. But I would love for everybody to find what it is that brings them that inner joy. You know, and do it. <laughs> do it like even just five minutes a week. Do it. Just do it. Do it. Just do it. Um, and in terms of our organization, it's spreadthejoy.org. And again, we're so grateful for every partnership. Um, you know, we're so grateful to the, the partnership and do we get good. So, you know, I would say if I had to choose something, I would say support this event. Josh has gone through such incredible lens and organized such a beautiful event for the foundation. So, you know, I would try, I would take my my vote and direct all my traffic <laughs> towards spread wicked joy. And my bigger wish for everybody is that they discover the joy in giving. Sweet. So well, for everybody listening, I'll, I'll think the easiest way, because Josh is a machine as well. You can just DM spread wicked joy on Instagram if you have any questions, if you want to know how to support. And the reason I was asking how much a box costs is because this is like my 303rd free episode where I give away like everything for free. So everybody listening, <laughs> everybody, you can buy a $25 box and spread joy for a moment for a kid. And so go to spreadthejoy.org and find it, find the button and at least get one box for a kid. I will be supporting many boxes, I promise. And once I run it by my wife, I will probably have a box habit that matches our horse habit. So we will make sure that we are doing it. But I think the most important thing for me, for everybody listening, is that uh, people like this, and, and I'm saying this in front of both of you, are the ones that are genuinely making a difference in the world and doing good and changing the paradigm what exists. And we have some of the best votes in the world with our attention, with our audiences, with our community, no matter how big or how small, 
one little share, one little piece of information goes a very, very, very long way in helping these kids. And, and I think about it personally, like if my son was ever an extended hospital stay or something ever happened to those that I dearly love, these are the moments that create hope and give power to these people to thrive through this and have something different. And so my ask is that you do not let this podcast become something that goes in one and out the other. And if all you can do is share an Instagram story, please share it. If you can send them a DM of encouragement and thank them, send it. If you can buy a box, buy a box. If you can buy apparel, buy apparel. If you can donate to a team, donate to a team. But I'll give you a lesson in entrepreneurship here. The more you give away, the more you'll get. And you'll find that every successful person that you ever meet, there's one interesting correlating line is that the more they give away, the more they end up receiving. And so give it. And it doesn't have to be monetary. There's a lot that goes a long way. And so I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart because I'll be supporting, but we can help spread this message. And there's a lot of other organizations, but this one is near and dear to my heart right now. And these people are putting an incredible effort. And so make sure that we use the power of this community to help kind of spread that message. And so I'm going to ask you both one final question to close. And uh, I'm going to ask Shalane first. Oh, no. And, and I love asking this question. <laughs> okay, so, ask you first. Yeah, I'm going to ask you first because I feel like, Josh, I feel like I'd give him a head start, but I kind of like your authentic, connected, fully aligned words, and he, and he can back clean up here. So I want you to envision that everybody listening to this podcast forgot absolutely everything that they heard, mm-hmm. but you have the opportunity to tattoo a piece of wisdom on their soul that they'll take with them for the rest of their life what would your tattoo wisdom be? How long could it be a tattoo? As long as you want. I think what my big takeaway is from this, and I think what I love, George, about what you said, is the key to life is to treat others, give others, even in your business, do unto others how you would want them to do unto you. So if you want to really, really joyful and full life, spread the joy. I love it. I love it. And Josh, you got a little bit of a head start on this one. So Josh, what would your tattoo wisdom be for everybody listening? Today's a new day and you've got a new opportunity to do wicked good today. Don't just do good Mm -hmm. today. Do wicked good. Inspire yourself to inspire others and make an impact. I love it. Those are two fortune cookies that belong. I tell everybody... Chalene, that when I retire, I'm just going to turn all my tweetables into fortune cookies and I'm going to start a fortune cookie business. And that's what it is. So those are fortune cookie moments. So I'll take them. I love them. So for everybody listening, make this really, really simple for you. If you're listening to this and you're like, I can't remember any of the links, go to the show notes. They will be in the show notes. My team is listening to this when they edit it. They'll make sure they get all the links. Um, but the easiest way is to either go to do wicked goods, Instagram, shoot them at, shoot them a DM. Spread Wicked Joy Instagram, shoot them a DM or follow Spread the Joy and get a hold of all their incredible content and support any way that you can. So both of you, it's it's been an absolute honor. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So thank you for being bright lights in the world. Thank you for giving. Thank you for caring. Thank you for investing so much of yourself and quite frankly, selflessly, no matter which way you say it, Shalane, it's, it's pretty selfless. I'm glad you get a payback, but it's selfless and, and making a difference in the world. And so I appreciate both of you. So on behalf of everybody listening, thank you for spreading that. And thank you for being here. Thank you. Well, thank George. you for having us. It was. Because yeah, th- this is how we spread our message through opportunities like this. So, I mean, you opened up your podcast and in, in your home for us to be able to do this. So thank you. 
Oh, and selfishly, I have a lot of podcasters that listen to my podcast. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> shoot them a DM and get them on your shows. Okay, cool. Now that we're handled. <laughs> I'm pretty bossy sometimes, but that's why everybody loves me. So now we'll, we'll, we'll help spread the message. Oh, and just for some context, last open loop, we reference Sheena and Trid uh, just for everybody understanding. I will have them on the podcast as well to have their side of the story and everything else. So you'll have a full understanding. And if you don't know who Trid is already, you don't live on the internet because I don't know how you don't not know who he is or see his content, but it's pretty funny. So thank you guys for being here. For everybody listening, thanks for listening to another episode. I will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, it's time to cue the outro. And remember, no matter which way you slice it, relationships will always beat algorithms. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.